You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. Welcome back to your latest Blast of the Past with Asia Visitor as we begin the incubation period of sequelitis. Jesse, you played Pandemic. You need to help me out with some of the medical terms here. The infection is slowly spreading yes. through our bodies. Disease is bad. <laughs> yes. Yes. But unlike the 80s, we will not ignore this crisis like they did the AIDS virus. But uh, today we're going to start off the disease, the, uh, the inoculation period. Ghostbusters 2, which came out June 16th, 1989. A few days later, on June 21st, British police arrested 250 people for celebrating the summer solstice at Stonehenge. Which is one of the reasons why, if you go there today, unless it is on a solstice, you can't get anywhere near the rocks. I was very disappointed when I got to go there. I don't like to toot my own horn, but toot toot. <laughs> I got to see Stonehenge. It's pretty cool. No, but yeah, when we went, uh, yeah, it's all roped off and you can't go near them. They only allow you to go and actually be near the stones on actual solstices. Which, actually, what? Is, today's, today's the first day of winter. Today is a solstice. Oh. So, shout out to our people at Stonehenge today. Woo! <laughs> All that and more coming up on 80s Revisit. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. Heat him up. Do. Welcome back to a brand new episode of 80s Revisited. I'm your host, Trey Harris. With me, as always, my producer, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. And sorry for the delay. I've just had a hell of a case of sequelitis, but Dr. Sedgley has prescribed three films to help get me over this horrible, horrible sickness. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. i do my best to get through it for you, for you guys, the fans. That's right. But the first pill that I had to take was Ghostbusters 2, and it went down easy at first, but got a little stuck in my throat about halfway. <laughs> Had to wash it down. But Ghostbusters 2 came out June 6th, ni- excuse me, June 16th, 1989, right at the tail end of the decade we love to call the 80s, and so does history. Uh, IMDb gives it a 6.5. Rotten Tomatoes, 53%. Critics, 61% audience. So kind of audience is close with IMDb, which is still a bit higher overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, estimated $37 million budget. Open for 29.4, which was good enough to have it open at number one for the week. As a side note, number two was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in its fourth week. And uh, I remember that was one of the, I think I mentioned on the podcast before when we covered it, but that was, I think, the first movie I ever saw twice in the theater. Oh, wow. Because, of course, back then we had to go to a theater to see it. Twice. I can't even remember what that was for me. But uh, Or if I haven't, <laughs> if I've even done it. Maybe Titanic. I don't know why I saw that twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, wait, I'm about to say why? <laughs> why? Did you come halfway for the you know coming for the good part and then the sinking? But um, Independence Day was one and a half because uh, the theater had a blackout. Oh, so you had to come back and <laughs> yeah. last time that happened to me was Jurassic World and it was uh, wasn't a blackout but uh, somebody yeah, pulled the fire a, alarm. They called it a brownout because it didn't quite go all the way out. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's a Okay. Are you sure it's not a blue out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with the degree of light left, could it possibly be a green out, maybe? Right. Like, brown out? I never yeah. actually looked that up to see if that's a thing, but it is. Brown okay. out. Unintentional drop in voltage, which is what happened. It's kind of gross. Can't you call it something else? I know. <laughs> brown. Like an almost blackout? <laughs> oh, man. I just came from the bathroom. Just... 
Serious brown yeah, out that, in there. It's not like I don't associate somebody saying that with anything to do right. with electricity <laughs> yeah. at all. None whatsoever. Uh, however, Ghostbusters 2 would go on to domestically gross $112.4 million, worldwide $215.3, and an additional $60.4 in rentals. So had they released it direct-to-video, it would have doubled its budget almost. Uh, directed again, you'll hear that a lot for the cast and crew, uh, by Ivan Reitman. Of course, Ghostbusters 1, Stripes, Kindergarten Cop, uh, Dave, one of my favorite Kevin Klein movies, Evolution with David Duchovny, another David, uh, and Junior with Danny DeVito and Schwarzenegger. Uh, written, again, by Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Dan Aykroyd also wrote The Blues Brothers and Dragnet and also the underrated Nothing But Trouble. Harold Ramis also wrote Groundhog Day, Bedazzled, and Analyze This and Analyze That. And starring Bill Murray as Dr. Peter Venkman. Of course, holiday appropriately. Scrooged, a very Murray Christmas, as Jesse told me off the air. Uh, what about Bob? Stripes, Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. You, you know who Bill Murray is. He's actually probably more <laughs> pop. He's probably, actually, I'd say he's just as popular today as yeah. he was in, like... You've probably seen him in the wild. <laughs> Somewhere he's served you a drink or bought you a movie <laughs> yeah. ticket or done something. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, again, as Dr. Ray Stance. Of course, Dragnet, My Stepmother is an Alien, Twilight's on the Movie, Blues Brothers, Blues Brothers 2000, uh, Harold Ramis, uh, Rest in Peace is Dr. Egon Spengler, Stripes, Walk Hard, Airheads, and the great Ernie Hudson is Winston Zedmore, of course, the crow and a veteran of the podcast, not only from the original Ghostbusters, but also when we went deep with our underwater movies with Leviathan, or Leviathan, either way mm-hmm. you want to pronounce it. I'll take either, tomato, tomato. Uh, the lovely Sigourney Weaver is Dana Barrett once again. Of course, Ripley in the Alien franchise and the soon-to-be Avatar franchise, Galaxy Quest, Working Girl. Again, that's another face that any movie lover would know, as well as Rick Moranis, Reprising his role as Lewis Tully, of course, veteran of the podcast, Little Shop of Horrors, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, Honey, I Shrunk My Career Because My Wife Died, Took Care of My Kids, and Now I Produce Bluegrass Music. Yep. That one's actually autobiograph- uh, yeah. autobiographical film. Yeah. Uh, Chat with his phone. <laughs> And various family <laughs> yeah. family events. Uh, Annie Potts, again, as Janine Melnitz. Of course, Designing Women, Pretty in Pink. Uh, Peter McNichol as Janos. Of course, Sophie's Choice. I think most notably, Ally McBeal, which I never watched, but usually that's what most people know him from. However, I remember him from Dragon Slayer and Adam's Family Values. Uh, Kurt Fuller, a bit actor, or a character actor, I guess you could say, that you've, you've definitely seen him in something, is Hardemeyer. Uh, of course, Wayne's World, and yeah, I think he was the... TV executive and No Holds Barred, which we have not covered on the podcast. However, our good friends in Lafayette, uh, now versus Nostalgia, John and James, they cover that on one of their episodes, so definitely check that one out and hear what like-minded individuals like me and Jesse and many of you out there had to say about that one, at least until we get to it. Uh, David Margolis repressed his role as the mayor. He was also an Ace Ventura in nine and a half weeks. He passed away in 2016, just last year, so rest in peace. Uh, Wilhelm von Homburg was Vigo. He was actually a wrestler in the 60s. And hmm. he was also in Die Hard, which I didn't know. And also the John Carpenter. We love John Carpenter. John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness, along with Sam Neill, Mr. Jurassic Park. And he passed away in 2004. So a lot of, uh, a lot of, car- uh, a lot of actors from this film have uh, unfortunately already passed away. In Mexico. That's odd. Yeah. Did it say why? Thing. Or did you just say... Uh, no, just passed away in Mexico like you do. <laughs> I mean... Tijuana is a dangerous place, so I hear. Although I hear like it's a really big foodie place, because uh, of course my brother lives in California. We've gone down to San Diego to the zoo and stuff like that. I'm like, you know, Tijuana is like an hour and a half away. Right. Let's just go to Tijuana. Just say we've been. Like, 
no, it's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. I'm like, no, like I see all these reports. Like there's like so much great food there. It's not like it's not like the movies. And you can buy gum on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Already chewed and all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah. Chicklets, chicklets. <laughs> but also uh, cameos by Brian Doyle, Murphy, Cheech Marin, Ben Stein, and Mary Ellen Trainer, as well as you mentioned Jesse, uh, Jason Wright, uh, Jason Reitman, and even the director has a cameo at one part himself family affair there mm-hmm. so about this film uh as a kid i loved this film just as much as the first they were equal to me in my eyes uh yeah after watching this uh about a week and a half or so ago this was not the film that i remembered fondly in my brain in a good and a bad way not that i don't want people to start screaming already what the fuck are you talking about it's ghostbusters too and it is but there's a very good reason for that. And I'll skip a little bit ahead by revealing this little tidbit of trivia. Uh, because of the, the real Ghostbusters cartoon, which debuted in 86, well after the first film, and how popular the cartoon was, obviously among children, Ivan Reitman, Dan Aykroyd, and Harold Ramis, the director and the writers, they made a conscious effort to tone down the adult innuendos and behaviors from the previous Ghostbusters film. And between the two films, all the Ghostbusters apparently quit smoking. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for a few scenes where Ray has a cigar either in his hand or in his mouth. But hey, you're not supposed to inhale cigars, so technically it's healthier for you, so they say. Uh, and the ghosts took on appearances closer to those in the animated series rather than the more frightening and horrific, you know, skulls, half-eaten faces, and, you know, naked librarian, tusk-looking breasts coming out of the ghost-type things from the original. Which I love that stuff. Mm. Especially the... No, never mind. Not even going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Uh, so, and I didn't, you know, I like to, usually when I rewatch these films, I'll look at the trivia either before or as we're watching, so I'm aware of to look for certain things, but I didn't do it for this one until after, because I was just so like, God, I remember, okay, I remember, clear as day, I remember the courtroom scene, do, re, ego, still my favorite part of the whole movie, On, like, that cracks me up every time, that, that is a scene that could have been in the first Ghostbusters. Right. But then watch it, it's like, God, something is off here, like, it's, uh, I'm just not... Okay, that's great, but this is, I don't remember this. So it was, my memory was very spotty. Again, I haven't seen it in probably at least 15, 20 years. Uh, from start to finish, at least. You know, the whole Vigo stuff I remember, like, clear as day. In fact, we were playing D&D last weekend, and a friend of ours, Jeremy, somehow, uh, one of the characters, the NPCs, is called Vigo. So every mm-hmm. time somebody mentions the company, it's like, ah, Vigo! Vigo the Carpathian, Scourge of Carpathia! Uh, and he's like, oh, that movie freaked me out, man. I'm like, Really? I asked him, like, what freaks you out about? He's like, oh, the scene where Peter McNichol is walking down the hallway and his eyes start glowing. As a kid, that freaked me out. I'm like, I'm thinking, like, nah, the, the librarian ghost in the first one terrified oh, yeah. me as a kid. Like, I hid my eyes. I knew it was coming. Get her! I would look down immediately, wait till the theme music starts. I knew it was safe to look up. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, also Jeremy, although he's twice my size and height, and Je- right. Jeremy's a giant man, but he's, he's a big a teddy bear. Man. Uh I'm just sorry. His thoughts about his character in D and D—he's a little halfling druid, but he's—he's he's evil. <laughs> like he doesn't mean to, but he does things that have gotten innocent people killed in the campaign. So, just thinking about his char- character in D and D just makes me laugh. Sorry, Y'all, nobody listening has any idea about that. Right. But uh, yeah, trust me, me. If, if if I could, if I had a podcast. I mean, of course, I could tell you, but you aren't right. here to listen to that. <laughs> but all the stories I could tell you about him and his D and D character. You would die laughing if you knew the D&D lingo, which I'm sure some of you do, not, <laughs> not underestimating my audience. But anyway, 
So what I'm getting at is based on what I read after and what I just read to you guys and gals, that's exactly the issue I have with this film, revisiting it. Because again, I've watched every year I've, I've watched Ghostbusters, the original, at least once or twice. Don't ever watch this one. Haven't watched it in years, like I said. Uh, simply because if I'm going to watch a Ghostbusters movie, if I'm in the mood to watch Ghostbusters, I'm going to watch Ghostbusters. And again, one at the time, it never until I rewatched it this time for the podcast. It was never because of necessarily because I didn't like this one or whatever. It was just I, I knew I remember the first one being more funny for my for the older I get, the funnier it got. It, it's timeless. It ages with you. Uh, this one does not. And reading that, that 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 was like that's exactly right. I see that clear as day. Watching it now. Now, Jesse, I believe you. this was one that you watched a lot as a kid, though. Yeah, this is the one I had on my uh, copied tapes and would get repeated watches, unlike mm-hmm. the first one. So I remember a lot about this first, uh, the second one here, more than I do the first one. Mm-hmm. I remember beats about the first one, but yeah. this one, I remember details. It's just it's, it's so funny, because, I mean, I'm 37, you're what, 33, 34? 35. 35, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we're not that far apart in terms of age, <laughs> but, you know, just that... You know, and it's it's, it's life. It's it's life. I mean, it's not just that. It's not just age. It's, that's not, sure. It's, not the it's only also thing, what happened funny. to be at the store and what happened Ex- to be recorded. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And you know, if I went if I went to uh, Movie Land Video in Walker, Louisiana, in 1986, mm-hmm. and the original Ghostbusters was rented out, although by that time I think I probably had it recorded the TV version. Yeah. You know, so if I wanted to rent something, we would have got you know Ghostbusters ones out. I want to watch Ghostbusters. I want to watch the Ghostbusters. I should say I want to get Ghostbusters too. Yeah. You know, it, it was, when I was younger, it was never a competition or like, you know, I, I didn't really care so much. Although the first one is thinking back, I'm sure I had that one on recorded off TV. Uh, so in my case, that was the one that I watched. It's my phone. Oh, right okay. look, my, my parents are looking for a new house and they keep us in the loop. I and my, they were, her and my wife are replying in one letter replies repeatedly, which drives me insane. Send it in <laughs> one. Send it in one. Yep. If I just... Friendly reminder for anybody listening, and also you, Jesse. If I send you a text and I reply right after it yeah. with another one, believe me, that's only because I either my fat thumb hit enter, or I forgot to like mention that. Like not because like okay, thanks, okay, talk to you later, yeah, bye. Yeah. All different. <laughs> that's the vibration noise. Sorry. Like, just yeah, say it. I've maxed out at three, but it wasn't intentional. Like yeah, yeah, because you always forget. Oh yeah, I need that. Maybe clarify what I just said or something like that. Exactly. But not like, I'm going to have this whole conversation, one letter, one word at a time. Yeah. Anyway, back to the podcast. But yeah, you know, it's just funny because, you know, we're, we're, we're basically the same age. Uh, but, you know, as a kid, Ghostbusters 1 was for me, Ghostbusters 2 was for you. And it's, like you said, it's more that access thing. Especially then, because today, if a kid wanted it, there's, I'm not sure if it's on any of the streaming services, but everybody knows there's multiple ways to get something instantly these days yeah. if you want it. And kids these days are smart. People these days are smart. Or, you know, the parents have the, the Blu-ray set or whatever. Or even if they're not smart, the access is a little easier than it used to be. Oh, yeah. Like before, you had to go digging. You had to know what, oh, this download button is a fake one, and this one's yeah. a real one. <laughs> this one will ruin my computer. And, yeah. But this one, that's, <laughs> that's the right the real one. one. And it also takes half... Less than half the time now than back mm-hmm. in the day. <laughs> Watching those Napster files. Shit, yep. seven more minutes and I'll have that Limp Biscuit MP3. I'm sorry to admit that. That I started two days ago. Yeah, exactly. Almost. 
Almost can listen to this three-minute song. Oh, I remember downloading like movie trailers back then. Oh, God. I remember yeah. sitting there waiting frame by frame for the episode one trailer. Because, A, oh, wow. when it released, first of all, everybody was trying to watch it, but like, eh, eh, you know, <laughs> image yeah. slowly revealing itself for the first like thing, like Lucasfilm. Right. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> why do I have to wait, wait for Lucasfilm and all this other stuff? Just go to the trailer and like, it shows the tanks coming over the grass and then Amidala looks and it's like frame by frame. Like, ah! <laughs> two hours later, two more frames. <laughs> Took forever. And that was at 480p. Oh, my god. You know, gosh. Apple trailers used to, or QuickTime trailers. Yeah. Used to be where you go for all that. So, wow. but yeah. But uh, it's just, you know, that, and that's what, you know, when people, we were talking about this before about movie groups that we were, are in, or one of us were was formerly in. in, in Facebook. <laughs> you know, it's like, people want to argue about an opinion, uh-huh. but it's, there's no right answer. If you like Ghostbusters 1, 1, Ghostbusters 2, mm-hmm. you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not right either. You're right to yourself, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Is all we're getting at there. There's no point in arguing it. But anyway, more about Ghostbusters 2 in terms of that. But uh, yeah, just rewatching it, it was just the first half of the movie was Ghostbusters 1 to me in terms of uh, just kind of how it played out. Of course, it was much, the jokes weren't, you know, on point like they were to me in the first one, the nuance stuff, like the little. I think they. I think they definitely had more fun on the first one. Mm-hmm. Like, are you guys exterminators? Yeah, someone saw a cockroach on twelve. You know, just of course that was, could have been a script that could have been improvised. But I mean, just like in terms of like almost a little more improvisation. I guess it, it seemed like at least in in the first one. In this one, there are point parts that, especially when Bill Murray's doing his TV show, but it seems like a lot of like because uh, then Ackroyd's good at improvisation, so was Harold Ramis. But it seems they were much more dialed into because they wrote it as well. Mm-hmm. So it seems they were much more dialed in, going in knowing, knowing that this is a kids' movie now. This isn't. In the original one, I really I don't think it's a kids' movie. I would not classify it as a children's movie. Of course, coming out in the eighties, nineteen eighty four, a PG movie, Ghostbusters, and it's obviously funny when you see the trailer. Yeah. Then at that time, I don't take my kids to see this. It looks it looks funny. I saw it in the theater. Don't remember seeing it in the theater, but I, my parents, said, yeah, you saw it in the theater. That's why you were scared of that ghost. <laughs> so you know that you know Scientologists would say my engrams got imprinted with that scene and caused negative emotions. I have to yeah. you know I have to get clear. And it costs a couple yeah, thousand. hundred thousand dollars, I can get rid of that. <laughs> but why would I want to get rid of that? It's a vital part of my childhood. Yeah. But yeah. So in terms of uh, yeah, but again, it's because you were so if you watched it today, you probably would still like it. But you have that more. You it's still fresh in your mind. Had I been more watched it more often, I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have been taken back as much as I was this time because I was just like. Again, I remember this. I completely don't remember this. I don't remember Vigo turning into a Muppet or you know, the, the makeup job and the, the bad effect behind him. You know, remember the Statue of Liberty, all that fun stuff, all that, all that, you know, it's clear as day. Jackie yeah. Wilson blaring on the radio yeah. and toaster and all that stuff. And then, because like, you could show me a scene from Ghostbusters 1 and say, that's, that's right when somebody did this, right before this. And then like, I can pick it out because right. that's how familiar I am with Ghostbusters 1. I honestly can't say that with part two. However, I liked it, but it was just I could. When I read that on I, on the trivia on I, it was like that's exactly how I felt. That this I'm now watching a movie that's tailored more so for the younger audience, the accessibility of the younger audience, because the adult in your windows in part two, like 
I would I read the trivia like this is a reference to this painter and blah blah blah, which I'll get to in just a second. I was like, yeah, I never would have known that, and I'm an adult, <laughs> you know. So the innuendos there were really like you had to like know what they're talking about. But anyway, some trivia so we can get on with the podcast instead of my aimless rambling, which <laughs> tends to happen sometimes. But uh, the role of Vigo, uh, which again was played by the late Wilhelm von Humburg, uh, all of his lines were dubbed by none other. Than the Exorcist himself, Max von Sydow, mm-hmm. and uh, von Humburg was act, was unaware that he would be dubbed. And at the premiere, that's when he found out. While he's sitting in his seat, and all of a sudden, it's not his voice. He stormed out of the premiere. Oh, what a baby! <laughs> he but he is Vigo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I didn't know that until I read that. Because I, but now, but then, like that does sound just like Max von Sydow, or Sydow. Well, it makes me wonder what his voice was then. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, in Star Wars, the guy David Prowse, the guy that played Vader, yeah. like he thought that was going to be his voice. So he's like, "Tell me where those plans are and the princess." And then you know, I think he had kind of a Cockney accent too. So George was oh, like, no. "Like George Lucas knew from the beginning, like that's not your voice." But he thought it was, so he got upset about that too. No, but, no, people will get mad if some character comes in with a silly voice, like Jar Jar. <laughs> or perf- <laughs> a perfect example of that up when they show Alpha for the first time, the Doberman. They show right. the, the silly dogs, and then it pans over, and there's Alpha menacing. Mm-hmm. Find the human and find the boy! Because yeah. his voice collar was broke. You know, like, exactly. Or the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get you, Ramsey. <laughs> nah, yeah. But that, that, make, that makes a difference. Because imagine, in fact, there's a great, if you haven't seen it before on YouTube, somebody dubbed all of Vader's lines with Schwarzenegger lines. <laughs> it's hilarious. But, you know, just... But that can make or break a character, especially when it's your villain, and come to pass, the main character of your two trilogies. You know, originally Star Wars was supposed to be the story of R2-D2 and C-3PO, what they lived through. But then when he realized he wasn't going to make 7, 8, and 9, which obviously that changed. Thank you, J.J. Mm. Abrams and Disney for buying Star Wars and doing that, what fans wanted to see. Then he made the prequel and the original trilogy then be Vader-centric, which is fine for the mythology, but... You know, in hindsight, you could have had the original vision could have been made, could have had that layout, but we're not here to talk about that. So uh, let's see. Uh, the the appearance of Slimer in the original was, uh, excuse me, <coughs> is that sequelitis again? Uh, including Slimer in part two was simply totally because of the cartoon again, because in the cartoon Slimer lived at the firehouse as basically their pet. And because the original film and the cartoon series were so popular with children, that's why Slimer is briefly in this one and pulls up in the bus to let uh, Rick Moranis jump on to take him to the museum. Uh, Janine's appearance was made significantly different as well from the first movie, again, to conform to her animated counterpart in part two, which I don't like that. I don't like when... Here's a modern example. Marvel Comics, DC Comics. Yep. It's big money with these movies. They change the comics. They change how the characters look. They change their uh, all sorts of stuff about them, their costumes, their origins, to match the movies to fit the comic books. It, that sh- it should that they should be they're two different animals. The cartoon should have stayed kitty. The movie Ghostbusters two would have made this. I honestly believe it would have made the same amount of money if they just would have made it just like the first one. Because the first one made a shit ton of money. Only got beat by Beverly Hills Cop, if I remember correctly, at the box office. By barely a million or two, whatever it was. Uh, 
at that. So they really didn't need to do that. I mean, I, I can see why. I can see why they, I understand the reasoning. I don't think it was the right choice. I think, but hindsight's twenty twenty, and it still made a crap ton of money. So nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. I guess. Well, I mean, they're right because they got two. <laughs> million. Uh, But yeah, I'm just not a fan of that. Like if this, the cartoons for the kids over here. Now, here's a good example, both a good and a bad example. Transformers the movie, canon with the cartoon, Optimus Prime dies. Heartbreaking as a kid. However, in the animated series, they, you know, continues that story, but they bring him back, which is typical. You know, no no fictional character truly stays dead. There's always (laughs) something that happens. Most of the time, unless it's a villain. Well, no villains come back just as much, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just not... I don't like that. <laughs> like, leave my comic book story arcs alone from the movies. I have the movies for that. Yeah, they're just showing you the popular one and getting rid of the yeah. quote-unquote unpopular one. Pretty much. Exactly right. Uh, after the release of Ghostbusters 2, uh, Rick Moranis' character, who was the lawyer in the cartoon, became... A Ghostbuster in the cartoon, so see, there's a there's a reverse example, or like you know, Ghostbusters two is almost canon with the cartoon, mm-hmm. in a sense, whereas the first one is sort of just setting up the universe, and everybody quit smoking and stops making adult jokes, <laughs> and ghosts All begin to look you know much more cartoony to match the cartoon. Because there's a baby around now, you know. Well, there was yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a, actually a scene filmed of Ray driving Ecto-1A. It's Ecto-1A in part two because it looks different. Not as classic looking as Ecto-1 in the first one to me. Uh, recklessly at speed as a result of being possessed while examining Vigo's painting, which was filmed but was never used in the, in the final edit of the film. However, some of the shots of the sequence, including Ray running a red light, Peter sitting in the back pulling a surprise face, were used in the montage as the Ghostbusters go back into business. Which is just like the first one, where they used unused scenes for the montage scene in the original Ghostbusters as well. Such as, uh, in the first film, uh, a scene of Ray and Winston investigating a haunted fort where Ray encounters a beautiful ghost was filmed and not used, but instead used as a dream. The blowjob scene (laughs) will tail into that in the movie's montage sequence. Uh, And again, some of the like kind of over-the-head jokes, which I didn't know because, A, I didn't take biology where they told you what this part of your body was called. But when uh, Venkman teases Spangler about his lab assistant and Dr. Spang- and Egon responds, I think she's more interested in my epididymis. Do you know what the epididymis is? Brain? No. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't know but uh, either. But uh, the epididymis, epididymis, for those who don't know, like I did until I read it, are the small tubes that connect the vas deferens to the testes. Uh. So it's basically a dick joke. But again... Almost like a sperm joke. Well, yeah, more so, to be honest. Is that what's snipped? Yeah. You know? yeah. I imagine. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's the type of, like, you know, in the first one, it would have been just, I don't think she's interested in my brain, or a little right. more direct with what the insinuation, like, there. I mean, it like, almost sounds like epidermis, you know? When, yeah. <laughs> I don't even, I don't, like, watching it, I don't even take that as a joke. I just thought that was Egon being Egon. Like, instead of saying, you know, maybe, like you said, epididymis maybe was something in the brain or, you know, something to do with his intelligence because, you know... How because he, he's an intelligent person. Exactly. You know, he does. He never got Janine's advances in the first one. Do you collect anything? I collect spores, moles, and fungus. Like, totally oblivious <laughs> to, like, anything like that. Whereas in this joke, it counters that, which is funny in itself because, okay, now he is, but... So in hindsight, it is funny. Funnier than I took it because now I know what that means. Whereas in the first one, it's much more, I get it, I'm, I can watch it, and I don't need that. I don't need any, I don't, some people got it, I didn't. 
So some people would have got that joke. But again, it just explains how a little more highbrow, so to speak, that or locked away behind a layer of education, the uh, jokes had to be to pass for a kid's movie. Another one that, again, I didn't know until I read it here, uh, but when they go about to go out to dinner, leaving Oscar with uh, the babysitter, Peter says that he has some Laura Antonelli tapes if you want to watch them. Laura Antonelli was an Italian actress famous for softcore movies in the 70s. Hmm. So that was a joke about the baby watching porn. Again, I don't know who that is. It's not like he said Jenna, Jenna Jameson or you know, right. Ron Jeremy or who, you know, more sluts. Yeah. <laughs> Back door sluts nine. <laughs> Back door sluts nine. Uh, or anything like that. So again, that's like, and again, that was in the 70s. This is a 1989 movie. Yeah. So that means people his age would get that joke yeah. way in advance. But then people like us who were grew up on the first one, on this one, totally that's a joke that we would never get until I told you now. Or maybe you did. Maybe you maybe you're a, a, a porn connoisseur and oh yes, Antonelli's work was magnificent. All right. The softcore queen, as they called her. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, I can imagine a 12-year-old saying that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I need to talk to your parents, or yeah. I need to, I need to uh, inform uh, Child Protective Services. Uh, the joystick the team uses, any kid from the 80s should recognize it. It was an NES Advantage joystick, which most of the body removed. But I remember when I saw that c- commercial for that, in hindsight, I never would have used it for the NES. Like, for most games. I wouldn't want to play Mario with the joystick. I want to play Zelda right. with the joystick. But when that came, I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> No conception of like, oh, yeah, it's just like an arcade. It was more so, oh, it's just like an arcade. Not like, this will be great for controlling Mario. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where a controller to me is far superior for a lot of console Most games. Things, yeah. Now, fighting game, you know, especially like, you know, in competitive, like, we would have fight, we called it Fight Club, was the group when uh, Mortal Kombat 10 came out, and Justice, the first one, we beat up at my house, and like, friend Randall, he had like a cut, or he would have like the Hori arcade stick 2.0, because he would play with the stick. Our friend Cliff uh, actually had like a custom-made joystick made for, you know, it's Sub-Zero on it for fighting for fighting games, which was a pain in the ass, because, oh, <laughs> me and Jason, like half the people didn't play with arcade sticks, so we'd have to like right. unplug the controller. Like, it was too much of a hassle for what yeah. it meant to be. Like, just play with the fucking... <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, so looking back, I'm glad my parents never got me the NES Advantage, because I would use it once or twice. And never used it. Uh, actually, Kindergarten Cop Ghost got postponed, if I could speak, uh, due to this film and pushed back into 1990, not an actually in, technically an 80s film, because he had a complete work on this film for, for it to be released in the summer of 89. So we could cover hmm. Kindergarten Cop on this podcast if it didn't get delayed because of Ghostbusters 2. <sighs> However, uh, I, be- <laughs> uh, I believe it was Josh Carr, uh, a listener who I met in the first movie group and now in the second movie group, uh, but we talk on Facebook all the time. Become a really, uh, I never met him in person, so he's been a great online fan, and a great fan of the show, and a cheerleader for us. But uh, what was I about to say? Oh, he actually came up with a good idea for a theme about movies that were obviously filmed in the '80s but didn't get released until that first. Totally finished filming in the '80s, but the release date was either was pushed into the '90s as like a theme for like a group of episodes, which we'll definitely get to. I think that's a good thing to talk about when we get to that. But anyway, uh, Carpathia was also the name of the ship that rescued survivors from the Titanic, which also appears in the film. When, uh, when, that's when Cheech Marin's uh, cameo comes in. He's like, the Titanic's arrived. Uh, which, 
they actually they didn't want the Titanic at first. They were going to do the Hindenburg. So I guess the yeah. ghost would have been on fire instead of drowned corpses. But they went with the Titanic instead. And also I think that joke sells better because as a kid, I knew what the Titanic was. Yeah. I Not probably like, had heard of the Hindenburg, but it wasn't like... you seen the footage, like, but didn't... Yeah, yeah didn't, didn't put, know you know... Because, uh, you know, obviously a disaster, but, you know, only like... I think like only just a very few people died in the Hindenburg. It looks like everybody would have died. But I think it was only like one person on the ship and then like one person on the ground or something like that. So it looks incredible and horrifying, yeah. but it wasn't like 3,000 people dying on the Titanic. So they cashed in on a bigger disaster is all I'm getting at. Uh, Vigo's full name is Vigo von Homburg Duschendorf. Von Homburg is obviously the last name of the actor playing Vigo, and Duschendorf is the last name of the twins playing Oscar. Uh, also, one of those twins actually committed suicide, I think, earlier this year. One of them. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I did read that. So, you know, if you know somebody who's depressed, you know, give them a call, talk to them. But that's all I'll talk about that, because I have different views on that. <laughs> anyway, and that's not, this is not the time or the place to talk about yeah, if you yeah. believing that people have a right to choose when they live or die. In <laughs> uh, around one hour, when Ray, Egon, and Winston go down into the sewer to examine the slime, and Winston is using a measuring device to see how deep it is, uh, when he's being pulled towards the slime, and Egon and Ray are trying to hold him up and to pull him back, you hear one of them call Winston Ernie by mistake. And Autumn, I was watching the film, and I was like, hey, we gotta wait. She was looking stuff up while we were watching it, instead of what normally I do, because I guess she was bored with it or something. Or she was just checking stuff out. It's really unusual. She doesn't normally do that, so that's why I bring it up. But anyway, she's like, oh, we got to watch for this scene. And it definitely sounds like it. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's like that scene in Star Wars where people think he says Carrie, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. He's like, hey! <laughs> but, it, you know, if someone says that he says Carrie right there, if you're not, like, carefully listening, All right. you can see it. You know. Turn on the captions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's kind of all the trivia we have. So for... For this bout of sequelitis that I'm trying to get over, we're going to ask each other a couple of questions regarding these sequels. The first one is, is it a worthy sequel? To you, Jesse. Oh, well, let's look at sequels in general. Does it ever get better? (laughs) It doesn't get better than part two. (laughs) I mean... Well, I mean, part twos are... Or part twos usually better. I think they usually aren't. Yeah, it's rare. Um, Empire Strikes Back being an exception. Sure. Depending right. on your favorite Indiana Jones could be an Even exception. Even though that's a part five. <laughs> technically. Technically. You're right. Um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Two Towers and is not my favorite. Um, that's the probably, only one of the three that I saw in the theater twice. Really? I'm not, I think it's because I went opening night and then a group of us went again. It does have the Battle of Helm's Deep in it. Yeah. It's yeah. the Empire Strikes Back of, the, of that trilogy. Really? <laughs> sort of. I, I mean, know. it's not my favorite. But I mean, because the ending's great, but leading up to it, it's kind of bland. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the ending's great. Um, yeah, I'll say it's a worthy, uh, worthy sequel, but you know, it's by no means the fantastic sequel. Yeah. Um, because I think they would have spent a. It probably wouldn't have got made if they kept trying to wait for the perfect thing. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, just wasn't going to happen. Not with all the uh, guidelines they had to do. Like, let's make it for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just wasn't going to happen. That was the best thing they could do at the time. Yeah, I, I would completely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, in that regard, it is a worthy sequel. And again, like you said, most sequels, it's rare for a sequel to be better than an original. Yeah. So stop uh, trying to hope for it to be better. Yeah. We all wish it would be, but it just doesn't happen. Um, we could sit here all day trying to think of... <laughs> 
Let's see. When did uh? What was the better part two? Uh, I mean, Guardians had a great two. Oh yeah. Both of them were pretty. Winter on Soldier par. was way better than Captain America. Yeah. I thought. I mean, da- without a doubt. That's definitely the popular <laughs> opinion. Um, it took me a long time to even get around to watching Winter Soldier. Really? Just I mean, it, just because just in general, like Marvel yeah. movies, I haven't been keeping up as much as I should have. I mean, I usually enjoy them when I watch them, but yeah, yeah, they're they're just uh, they're made to be consumed, and I'm just not part of that. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. We will get to that, yeah. and we talk about when we get to the uh, Back to the Future this week too. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that, and but it, you know, I mean, usually if the reason a sequel is made is because an original, a obviously the number one reason because it made money. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of Blade Runner twenty forty nine, because it it's so respected <laughs> and you had a good team behind it to bring something worthwhile to the screen. Yeah, and that that always that doesn't happen. You know that it's that's the exception to the rule in general. Now you can we can spot examples all day of like sequels that were better, uh, but you know for in, like I said for this sequelitis, it's all part twos. Like for, I would never say Rocky Two is better than Rocky. Would never, Jaws Two doesn't touch Jaws. Uh, Back to the Future Two is not as definitely not. It, I love it, not as good as the first one. Right. Ghostbusters Two doesn't touch the first one. Uh, I'm just trying to, get, you know, uh, of course we're, I'm not going to mention the ones that we've already that we're going to cover later on because we'll talk about them when we get to them. But you know, it, it's really almost more of a modern thing now because when you have multi now, it's all sequels now. A lot of stuff is sequels. Right now, especially now, because now that Marvels and DC have established their universe, well, DCs and <laughs> that's a let's forget about them. Mm. Like you said, Guardians two liked it better than the original. Uh, Winter Soldier, Thor, I think I like the first one still better. Uh, which other ones? They have? The Avengers, the first one was better. Uh, although Infinity War trailer dropped today, I don't know if you watched it. I did. I think I did. Has yeah, been. I did. I'm <laughs> hoping that it's better than the first two, but we'll see. Uh, so you know, and Bond sequels. I mean, not the. I don't remember the first one was what Doctor No was. I think that was the first Bond. The very film. first, yeah. I don't even know what the second one actually was. It's so hard to keep up with. Yeah, those yeah. I mean, there's, there's so like many. Godzilla. So same thing. There's see, there's much better Godzilla films than the original. Yeah. But again, if you're looking at just part two, the one that the first one to carry on that legacy, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Some people that's their favorite one, more than the first one, which I can understand. Nightmare on Elm Street Two, no. No, 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 no. Uh, Halloween 2. I like Halloween 2, but doesn't touch the first one. Dark Knight. There you go. Terminator 2. Okay, yeah. Aliens. Yep. Oh, that, that, see, but see, that's a good one that, you know. I'm looking at a list now. Yeah, I, mean, I figured. <laughs> but see, like Dark Knight, like, honest, of that Nolan trilogy, like, I still, I've, I've watched Batman Begins more than any of them. This is an IMDb poll, by the way. Mm. Uh, number like, one, as in best part two. Uh, the or? question was uh, s- sequels that are better than the original. Number one was Dark Knight, mm-hmm. followed by Terminator Two, then Empire, then Return of the King. Well, that's interesting. They just said any sequels, I mm. guess. Uh, Although those first ones were all part two. I'm right. assuming you're gonna say Godfather. Return of the II King is yeah, Godfather Two. The only sequel ever to win a Best Picture Oscar. Aliens, then The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, then uh, Star Trek Two. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that one. Road Warrior. Mm-hmm. Prisoner of Azkaban. Toy Story 3. Definitely. Definitely. Evil Dead 2. Mm. 
subjective <laughs> because I mean it's basically retelling the first one almost except it's got that's when Raimi found his style and you know that yeah. when I think of a Sam Raimi film I'm expecting that horror disgusting but it's going to have the zaniness of the three stooges thrown in there well, another the first Sam, one another Sam Raimi made the next one Spider-Man, Spider-Man. 2 <laughs> yeah oh yeah I mean the first one's still not bad but I mean the second one was yeah. definitely better but I mean like when you talk about Alien Aliens Terminator Terminator 2 a lot of the, the, the big ones in the top you know if somebody like those are so subjective. They're all subjective, obviously, like we talked about before. But if somebody says Alien is their favorite Alien movie, I'm not going to argue. Like, awesome. Like, cool. Okay, I understand that completely. If you like Batman Begins better, I understand that completely. If you like Star Wars or Jedi better than Empire or one of the other ones, I, 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 can, I see why. Right. You know, there, there's some... Like, I really don't see why if somebody would like Ghostbusters 2 better than the first one. It's a little harder for me in that distinction because it's not, it's a little more clear cut for me personally. Right. Whereas, you know, I can, because t- there was a time in my life where Jedi was, when I was a, a little kid, Jedi was the one I watched all the time because it had the climactic battle, had the, the bigger space battle. And then as I got older, like, oh, like the first, no, the first one, man, it's still, it's about <laughs> that, you know, growing up and fulfilling your destiny and you get the second one, I'm like, ah. Uh, I had the same thing with Back to the Future. Yeah, same, like at different points in my life, a different one of them was my favorite. I used to think two was the best. Now it's like, the yeah. worst. <laughs> when in the '90s or in the ni- like early '90s, like when it came out, like God, oh, so cool. The hoverboard, like yep. Jaws, ten, awesome, or nineteen, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, but then you know, rewatching them, going back to them, like, oh god, the first one was just so fucking good. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, and that's that's what's great about these films, and that's what it's so why it's so fun to do a podcast, to respectfully talk to people online in groups about it. Uh, you know, and just it's harder talk. and harder to do these days. Yeah, for some bizarre reason. But uh, mm. you know, that, that's the fun of it. But I do think it's a worthy sequel because, you know, in terms of you had all the original cast back. It's the original team. The gang's all here, and it can. I don't think it's a bad movie, but mm-hmm. it's night and day for me between the two. Yeah, simply. And then uh, the other question, better than the first? We've already answered that. At least I have. But I mean, you're more familiar with it. I mean, so to you, honestly, I know you haven't seen the probably haven't seen the first one. You might have not seen either of these in a while. Correct. But you know, I mean, just what does your gut say well, from your memory? My gut says it's not better than the first one. You're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although there is no right or wrong here. We're just having some fun. But uh, yeah. So score wise, I I would give the first half of this film an eight. That was that was more in line with the Ghostbusters I know and love, mm-hmm. or from the the first one. The second half of the film, I'd give a five because that's where it goes super cartoony for me. With the, it's still, I, again, I, I loved it as a kid. I, overall, I still like the film. I'm never going to pick it over the first one to watch. But if somebody's watching it or say they enjoy it, I'll join right in and mention all the stuff I like about it. It's just, it's not what I wanted. Where the, it's not where the first one is at an adult level, which is nowadays, because as we talked about, your opinions change. That's what I want to watch today. When we revisit it, yep. as we do here on '80s Revisited. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you haven't seen it in a while. Would you care to even give it a score based on your memory, or? Hey, oh boy, based on my memory. See, I don't remember being upset about anything. See, yeah. I wasn't either until I watched it. Yeah. Just recently, and again, upset's kind of a stronger word. It just shocked me how much I didn't remember, and the, how different the tone of it is. Because we just, I just watched Ghostbusters in October, the original. Yeah, and I knew I was going to hold this one. I wasn't going to watch a sequel right after it because I knew I, was, I had sequelitis planned for a while. So I was like, I knew I was about to watch it. And I was just like, God, oh, 
It's just not the same. It's the same. It's like that James Franco gif, gif from uh, well, the interview. Same, but not same, but same. Right. <laughs> so, but if you had to give it a score, would you? Oh, as a younger self, I don't know. Probably, I remember parts that some parts I didn't like, like when he's uh, when Peter uh, McNichols on the <laughs> the ghost version of him. Oh yeah. <laughs> on the bike that looked that looked crappy even back then yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah probably a seven nothing wrong with that that's what you give it at agevisited at gmail.com or tweet mm-hmm. us in fact i haven't checked the twitter account in like two weeks <laughs> so so did you tweet us uh, maybe i'm know. just double checking right now live on the air it's probably just notifications that yeah, yeah. somebody told me like you need to tweet more and i know who would do <laughs> yeah. that uh, it's been so long since I checked Twitter. They want to uh, review my email to make sure it's the correct email address. <laughs> Three are notifications. Oh, they. Oh, just uh, our good friend Ben White got a little bit drunk on his podcast six days ago and sent some love to Eighties Revisited XX. Nice. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right, yeah. but anyway, uh, let's see. Back to the future. This week, got some catching up to do. Mm. Uh, first, the uh, the big one that came out recently, Justice League. I saw it. Jesse, did you see it? I did not. Okay. Uh, well, as promised last week when we uh, mentioned that I had tickets for it that night or that next day when we saw it. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not great. It's not bad. Mm. It is... I went into it hoping that it was not necessarily be good, but I wanted a superhero movie because it just got out of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. So I, a super lighthearted, fun time movie. Again... Didn't love it. Had a smile on my face, just not that tone I was looking for. Going into Justice League, I was expecting to have that little, to have that Zack Snyder Snyder tone, like, you know, not as dark as Batman versus Superman, but, you know, kind of somewhere along Man of Steel lines, a serious superhero story as this iconic team come together. And it was a Marvel movie. And I mean that in a bad way because this is a DC, you know, this is the DC universe. Mm. So Batman got a sense of humor. Uh, the CG was terrible. Let me rephrase that. CG was 50-50. You have an amazing-looking scene, and then you just had this shitty CG. (laughs) And the whole fiasco with uh, Henry Cavill's face because they had the CG out of his mustache. Right. It is so bad. Wow, I mean, it just just looks like, uh, am I looking at a human? Or a... Like, it's just... It's disconcerting. Like, it takes you out of what you're seeing. Jeez. Because, I mean... You think a fake mustache would be good these days? Yeah, like, it would a be good and be cheaper than CGing out right. a mustache. Well, in case you don't know, they CG'd out his mustache in the movie because he's under contract filming the new Mission Impossible to where he couldn't shave it, and he was going. You know, he'd film Justice League, fly back to the states to film Mission Impossible, fly back to England to film Justice League, so he apparently couldn't shave it. I'd, That's they, crazy. I wish they re- they need to release a cut when it comes out on Blu-ray of the mustache cut Just where Superman <laughs> has the mustache the whole time. But uh, kids will love it. Wow. Kids will love Justice League because it is, it's again, it's a Marvel movie. It's, it's, they took the formula of Marvel's films and just totally did it with this film. Hmm. It doesn't have that serious tone like Wonder Woman had. You know, it, it wasn't, wasn't directed as well as Wonder Woman. I mean, that's still, that Wonder Woman and Man of Steel are still what I look for, you know, for DC to do. But they fucked up. Yeah. It's just, it's worth watching. Don't get me wrong. Bring your kid. It's not like Batman vs. Superman where I heard our friend Perry brought his kid to see and he was like bored and fell asleep during it. Because it's not a kid. <laughs> it wasn't a kid's movie. It's true. Which is fine. I mean, I have my 
my uh, critique of that movie as well. But Justice League flips it on its head, and kids are going to be like, oh, wow, and like laughing and having a great time. But I'm just like, okay, they this is a cartoon. So, oh, that's a shame. And again, like, you know, every time Jason Momoa comes on the screen, my wife's elbowing me, so I got her back every time Gal Gadot had screen time, elbowing her. So we each had good eye candy to uh, watch. But, uh, I mean, is it starting to become apparent that uh, maybe Zack Snyder isn't all he's, you know, well, I think honestly, All that they think he's gonna be talk. Well, I don't think it's necessarily him, but Joss Whedon had to come in and like finish and do reshoots. Mm-hmm. I don't know who did what, right? But if you look at every other film Zack Snyder's done, like I've liked his style since sure. Three Hundred. Like he has a fantastic style. Like he did. I thought he did a great job with Watchmen, with Three Hundred. Those were fitting. Yeah, though. exactly. Uh, and you know, Batman vs Superman, despite its story flaws. It looked awesome, I thought. Yeah. You know, he, 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 I like his style. But this one, like, I'm watching it, and I, it's almost like, to me, he didn't direct any of it. Mm. Because it is so different from anything that you've seen DC-wise or Zack Snyder-wise. So it's just, it's, it was disconcerting watching it, just like, wow, this is a DC, like, yeah, this is DC, okay, because there's Superman, this is a DC movie. This is not, wow. you know, you will. Like, uh, the grittiness of... The other ones. Oh man, yeah, I have no desire to see it, and that's kind of sad. There's, you're not missing, you're not missing I, I mean, anything, I, but you're not gaining anything. I saw Wonder Woman in theaters because I wanted to see that. Yeah, Wonder Woman was fantastically directed. It, you know, it was I had my issues with that too. It was a little about half hour too long, but you know that's just me. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, moving on to other better movies. <laughs> Two movies that I highly recommend. The first is an independent film called Brigsby Bear, starring Mark Hamill. I did see that. That movie was awesome. Yeah, really. I had a smile on my face the whole time mm-hmm. of just pure enjoyment. Yeah. Every, like... I uh, love the way they told the story, too. Yeah. Like, at the beginning, you think, okay, what like, kind of story is this? what is this? Yes. What, cause Post-apocalyptic, all, maybe? Because all I knew, and this is all we'll, we'll reveal for it, is all I knew was that oh, yeah. this kid Spoilers loves Brigsby Bear. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, guy, this older guy loves it, and then... Like it becomes something becomes popular with it or something. That's all I knew. Right. So there's like, what is like, and then like the fake fox, like oh the yeah snarf blats or whatever they called it, you know, and it's like, what is happening here? Like yeah, and then they built just, this world for this kid. Yeah, which you know at the same time like oh like like Jesse said, if you if you're going to watch it, skip ahead because yeah. I highly recommend it. Well, actually, we'll, we're best to tiptoe around it just in case you're not smart enough or you I don't forget know. To that skip ahead. that reveal is pretty cool. Like we'll leave that alone. But Mark <laughs> Hamill was great in it. Yeah. Uh, but just every, like Greg Kinnear, like I like him best when he does those type of roles mm-hmm. where he's more normal, or like or you know he he just seems a little more genuine in his roles. Like Little Miss Sunshine, it seemed like he was a little more authoritative, like not quite this. But in this role, like like what a great like yeah like what a good job he did. Like I was like Greg Kinnear, like I, I liked him in Mystery Men because he was playing a cocky pompous asshole. Yeah. Which was great. But uh, he did a great job. Mark Hamill, uh, the lead guy, I think he's in, on Saturday Night Live because I've never seen him before. Yeah, he's on Saturday Night Live. So, he started he, off on YouTube. Really? Yeah, yeah, very similar to The Lonely Island. They just did skits and stuff like that. Huh. Uh, him and the other guy who played the other cop. Okay. Those like the two, straight those edge two, cop kind of? Yeah, yeah. Those two plus another guy, they were all on a YouTube huh. uh, thing. And then I think two of them made SNL and the other wow. guy didn't. <laughs> Well, he got to be in... Or he could be a writer, for all I know. 
but mm-hmm. uh, he's not on the show. Gotcha. So. But yeah, like I saw the trailer for it in like somewhere. Oh, not actually on Hulu because like whenever I'm bored, mm-hmm. and I can't decide on something watch to trailers. watch. I'll just go <laughs> see if there's any new trailers up for movies I had no clue about. And I was like, this looks interesting. Yeah. And it was highest possible recommendation. One of the best films I've seen this year personally. Uh, like when we in a couple weeks when we get to the top ten of the year, it will be on there. As most likely will this next film, which I just watched last night and blew me away, Kingsman Two: The Golden Circle. Oh, I saw you marked that. Um, I again, I had a smile on my face the whole time. Really, and it was like two and a half hour or two hours and twenty minutes. It was a long movie, but it was so damn enjoyable, and there was almost tears. Wow! Seriously, that's how good. Like, like again, I, I enjoyed the first one. <laughs> it, it's it, it's the same. Like, it's it is a worthy sequel, and I would say it's better than the first one. Wow! Let's I enjoyed see it that what much. IMDb thinks they probably don't. It, this is Matthew Vaughn is a very stylish director, <laughs> and like, because I love my wife to death, but because there's been so much bad CG in recent movies, the first time one's effect looks bad, she's like, God, that CG looks terrible. I'm like, just shut up. I know. Like, stop bringing me down. Like, but I'm like, in fact, there was a the scene I'm not going to spoil because it was so damn good. Like, at work today, I'll definitely watch this one. I watched it again just for how good it was. Mm. The acting, the score, and here's what's it's really genius. It's you have a fantastic, stylish director with a very unique style that translates well for the material. You have phenomenal actors under well, Colin Firth necessarily isn't underrated because I think he's got an Oscar. for King's Speech, maybe that, that sounds right to me. I don't know if I'm right or that wrong or that. Definitely but, sounds right and definitely is right. But one of the most underrated actors and star of one of my favorite films from either last year or the year before, The Brothers Grimsby, Mark Strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what an underrated actor he is. But, like, good God, the performances they give in this absurd fucking movie. Right. It's absolutely absurd. I'm not a Julianne Moore fan, but she's the villain. And she did great. I like. I like. Like. I didn't. I have no complaints with this movie. Like. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Uh, Pedro Pascal Oberon from Game of Thrones is in it. He's a fucking badass. Uh, <laughs> it's just great. Like again. Like it went by. Like it didn't seem like it was. It seemed like an hour and a half movie to me. I. I love the first one. First one shocked me how good how good it was because you can't beat that church scene. Yeah. The church scene was amazing, but there's a part in this movie I was just like, my god, <laughs> that was so fucking good wow. and uh you're you're laughing you're like enjoying the action it's the whole it's the whole package it's not absurd like brothers grimsby but it's <laughs> like it's you know it's it's absurd because i mean it's it's it, it, based on a comic book yeah it's probably i mean i really really like guardians too but this is probably the best comic book based movie next to that one this year wow and like i said like there was a part that worked today i was like i just gotta watch that part again it was so good and watch it again at work but yeah, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, you might not like it because I, I, I know not everybody who listens to me and watches it is going to like it. But that movie was a fucking... Sub- I didn't expect it to be as good as it was, but I enjoyed every second of it. <laughs> Had a great time with it. Uh, also, uh, just to catch up, watching Walking Dead is kind of going down the shitter step by step. I don't know if you're still keeping up with it or not. I am. Yeah, it, it's, it's a strange one. I just don't know what the, like, first of all. I don't like the storytelling of it right now. I liked, okay, spoilers for Walking Dead if you're not caught up. You are caught up, correct? Uh, Not as of yesterday, or this week. This week, okay. Well, so you saw the whole Ezekiel thing. 
Last one I saw, the, yeah, the preacher and the... Uh, oh, okay, where him and Negan were in the room? Like, yeah. they, they finally picked that up after the very first episode? Yeah, where they, they finally get out and, yeah, they're back in the... Inside. So you saw, that's what before that is what I'm referencing with the tiger? Yes, yeah. With the horrible CG tiger? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, you never, like... I don't know, the show... Like, <laughs> there was a time where The Walking Dead was the best show on television. I mean, there's a reason it's Wednesday. I still haven't watched Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I watch it so quick is because I don't want to get spoiled from, and not so much a story point at this point, just as to know somebody's going to die. Right. But they are jumping the shark at least once an episode. Wow. However, uh, the whole the episode with Ezekiel, where like, and yet I smile. Yeah. Like his whole speech, I was like, fuck, I would yeah. fight for this dude. That was good. Like, my, give this guy a fucking Emmy. Yeah. Like, and then the, it was just like, then it just go, it, they do the typical Walking Dead thing where they have an amazing moment of storytelling a mo- amazing thing and they just say fuck it and do something completely stupid and they shit on it yeah and I, oh god uh, I mean I, I'm gonna watch it because I want I want to know how it ends because I'm invested in it obviously with sure. the characters but it's just like why are you doing okay why are you doing this this is stupid right. no sense whatsoever why are you doing that like the characters are not being themselves anymore right. most of them and that's what's just like like Rick and Daryl having a fight yeah and then, like, five seconds later, cool, bro. Which, yeah, that's how dudes are. But they were, like, trying to kill each other. Right. And, like, I, I blinked and missed why that even happened. They just mm. disagreed about something they and they started fighting. Yeah, because I think uh, Daryl wanted to take all the weapons into... You know what? Yeah, I mean, that's all I got out of it. Daryl wanted to take, but Rick did. And then, so let's start fist fighting? Yeah. That's stupid. Just checking. Yeah, that's... Uh... I feel like there's a lot of people in that show that are doing great jobs, and yes. it's mostly the makeup people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everyone else, like the VFX, is suffering. Yeah, anything um, that's not practical on that show is, is garbage. Yeah, absolute garbage. Yeah, I still, uh, the set design and the makeup is all really cool so far. Yeah, it maintains the aesthetic um, of the show, but it's just like I don't know. I mean, again, I've not read the comics, right. so I don't know how, if. The comics get the same way, and they're, they're, this is just how they're trying to bring them, like, oh, maintain that. But Don't. love Ezekiel. Rick's still great, except for, I mean, in terms of acting. But it's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I think they, they need to do one more season, but they need to do it good. Yeah. And then just write off, like, end on a high note. Because if, if this season is not how it needs to end. Right. I'm sure it's not. But they need to, like, turn something around to make it worth being, like, there was a time where like this show was like, you know, yeah. did like yeah. did not miss it. If somebody spoiled it, I would beat the shit out of you because <laughs> yeah. they were invested in it. It was so good, and it's now it's just you get good moments. Yeah, they're and they're making it. mistakes like not based on character flaws. Like, yeah, for example, them fighting. That's not a character flaw. That's something that's happening to them. I guess a way to put it is like. Uh, for example, whenever they first pull up in the first episode with all the and they got the guns pointed right at Negan, mm-hmm. easy shoot shot, him. bang. That's not a character flaw as to the, why they didn't shoot him. They, I mean, because that was their mission to yes. kill this guy. We're, we kill Negan. It's over. Yeah, <laughs> that whole big speech. It's like we're gonna talk. Shot. Yeah, like don't give me that option as a viewer to criticize you that you made a mistake. Yeah, you know, keep them inside. That's fine. Yeah. Have that dude that was running the city be like, 
You yeah, go out you, there, yeah. and I'll be behind the wall, and you know, you got a cool shot of him just leaning yeah. on the wall, the exactly. light coming in, and like come out and talk, and we'll see what you know. Yeah. We just want to talk. I'm not, I'm not stupid, Rick. Yeah, you know, like I mean, Negan is not an idiot, but why did he go out there and have yeah, everyone had a clear shot? They all have, and that's the thing. And everyone has, kept their cool and did not pull a trigger. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, somebody would have shot. All right. And then immediately, I'm out of the scene because I'm thinking about this stuff. Has to happen. <laughs> yeah, it, immediately. And it just, just like the fight so scene much. you were talking about. It's like, I'm immediately forgotten Wait, why they started fighting because yeah. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still going to watch it because, I, like I said, I want to. Eight seasons, I think, in. I, I'm, I'm still invested in the characters, but it's just like, you know, it's like watching that. It's imagine how I think God feels. I know what you're gonna do, and I'm very disappointed. <laughs> but I'm not. I can't stop you because I gave you free will. All right. And you're just watching a train wreck slowly happen. <laughs> uh, TV wise, the only thing personally I've, that we watch, waiting for a new episode of South Park. Other than Tonight, that, but uh, or you know, in a few minutes. Well, no, it's like if you five. listen to these episodes like way later, it's gonna be listed as coming out on Sunday, but it really didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is Wednesday when we're recording. Yep. But uh, the only show I watch is uh, Blue Planet 2, which... Interesting. Because, uh, of course, the same team does Planet Earth and everything. So yeah. when you have some of the best the only photographers way in the world... And if you got, like, a big 4K screen... It's, no, it's like, not, yeah. like... I only uh, downloaded the uh, 1080p one for so <laughs> it's very pretty. But uh, top-notch documentary storytelling. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's not out in America yet. If you have to have the B- You have to have the BBC... America or whatever right. to watch it currently, which I do. So that's how I watch I, it. I think I have a PlayStation View which has it. There you go. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> that's exactly what I do. Uh, so that's all the TV. Anything? Or I mean, I kind of skipped over you for movies. Any mo- other movies that you've seen? Uh, no. Recommend? I mean, I know there's some that you've seen that are on my list that I want to see. For example, Coco. Fantastic. Yeah, that's all I've been hearing. Better than like I thought it was going to be. That's what I keep hearing. Um, very, very like, I just need to spend a whole day at a theater, like catching up on some things. <sighs> Back in the day, you could buy one ticket and do that, but now, right, assign seats. Yeah, you gotta, hmm, nobody next would sit week, in the front row. Next week, we got the disaster artist coming out. Oh, yeah, I want to see that bad. Yeah, maybe we can do a group thing because that, that's how I watched the room the first time I was in a big group. I'd want to watch a room, a video about the room, yeah, the same way. Uh, I wonder if it's as big of a deal as it seems to be, you know? I think to the people who've, who enjoy the room and know, right? like, oh, hi, Lisa. Oh, hi, Mark. Anyone, Bye, Lisa. Anyone five years older than us, I just don't know if they're going to be on that same. Yeah, it's this is a it's a very niche Yeah, so thing, it's but, like, who knows how well that's going to do. Well, supposedly, <laughs> it's supposed to be pretty good. And at least, you know, early word. It has 8.1 on IMDb right now. Yeah, which is pretty good. It's a watchable movie. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's on the list. Well, I, I'm glad you brought up Coco because I forgot because it's been a while since we recorded. But yeah, Coco, fantastic. A little sad to watch a Pixar movie the day that John Lasseter gets accused of sexual right. harassment, <laughs> and the first and last name you see is like you know, produced yeah. you know, story by Joy, you know, because he is the genius behind Pixar. Uh, the what he uh, there's a book called Creativity Inc., which is written by Ed Catmull, the other, one of the other founders of Pixar, and and Lasseter is one of the biggest reasons for Pixar success so it's a shame and just today Matt Lauer and Gordon I mean Gordon uh, the Prairie Home Companion guy yeah so everybody's dropping like flies but I promise you 
to all of our female listeners, you will right. never, ever hear that anybody on the year at 80s Revisited. Yeah, of course. Uh, you will never have to worry about any us stepping down because I can promise you that there's no one to ever say that we sexually Four harassed Four weeks them. later. <laughs> <laughs> the next day. <laughs> the next day. It's, it's a fake. <laughs> one of our random listeners didn't like something I said about, you know... Uh, right. The abyss or something. <laughs> oh, your time has come, uh, Trey Harris. <laughs> he touched uh, me through the air. His voice was so sensual. It made me feel like I was undressing. That's not my fault that I sound sexy. <laughs> That's yours. But yeah, so, I still want to see Thor Ragnarok. Um, still want to see Murder on the Orient Express. And I want to see uh, Three Billboards, which yeah, is not too. getting... It's, it's only made like $7.6 in three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I'll watch anything Sam Rockwell's in. Yeah, That's another underrated and honestly forgotten yeah. actor, I'd say. Like, he pops up every now and then, but it's like, and we're like God, why is he not doing stuff? Right. I mean, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Moon. He's definitely doing stuff. Galaxy stars. Quest. He's not a, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. the one that dies, man. I can't do this. <laughs> it's, it's such a great, again, like, I just, you know, you see people like Channing Tatum, because he's in the Kingdom, so he pops into my mind. Like, you mm-hmm. see somebody like him and Tarantino freaking put him in the Hateful Eight. You know, it was like, oh, yeah. God. But not that he did bad in it. I mean, right, I yeah. He's definitely gotten more in my favor than when yes, he first started. exactly. But then you got people like Eric Bana, Sam Rockwell, uh, yeah. Clive Owen, who just do like, they'll show up for five minutes and the movie is a bit part and they're gone. And like, why are they not the lead? Right. Why, like, you know, and they, oh, I just don't get it. I'm filming, uh, or I, Pretty much wrapping up cover me for anyone that follows Sedgley Films on Facebook. Um, I have a scene that I wrote like with a Sam Rockwell character in mind. Like anytime I'm writing something, I'm like, okay, this guy's got to be Sam Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But, but yeah, because uh, when I was writing the original script, uh, the brother character, I was like, okay, that's Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. You know, if I could cast my perfect. Yeah, cast, like if you cast. Yeah, that's how you got to write it now. And uh, yeah, Sam Rockwell was playing the brother, and the guy I have playing him did a great job. Made me forget I did that until this moment. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, any TV or anything? Or Punisher? I've been wanting to watch The Punisher. I just haven't had time with the movies that have come out and other stuff. But Yeah, as far as TV goes, eh. Aside from what we talked about with Walking Dead and South Park. Yeah, not, nothing really that I can think of uh, that I'm excited to talk about. So, because <laughs> I watch a lot, I do. I mean, because I yeah. have two screens always going. I'm working on one. I'm watching something on the other, and uh, yeah, that's how I'm able to keep up for the most part. But yeah, it, unless it's like really exciting, sometimes something gets good to where I stop working for a second and I'm watching the other screen. Mm-hmm. But nothing lately. But yeah, nothing mostly. Uh, playing wise, uh, for well, Star Wars Battlefront Two came out. Any gamers know the controversy about that. However, the story mode was a lot. Was a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, story mode spoilers, which it's, it shouldn't surprise anybody. But they made a big deal about you're playing for the Empire. Mm. Yeah, that lasts like two missions, mm. and you have your typical face turn in wrestling terms. Yeah, <laughs> like just so quick. I was like, really, like that quick? Yeah, like that. But that game looks great. Um, it looks fantastic. Like, yeah, and it's it's fun, and you know the whole microtransaction crap, which is I'm glad that finally happened. Yeah. So now like other games are like, we better rethink this a little bit because yeah. people are tired of this shit. 
but to be honest, the game in its final form is the unlock the process of unlocking stuff is no different than most of the other games. In fact, how it is now, well, I'll take it back because they have you have to buy like to level up your classes. You have to get star cards that are a certain level, mm-hmm. and that's what takes time. But like unlocking the heroes, I've already unlocked like three of them just playing the campaign and playing a few matches. Yeah. I could have already had Luke or Vader, but they're the most expensive, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know that the unlocking aspect of the heroes isn't that bad in the, in the form it is now. Because I remember hearing like it takes forty thousand or something like originally. Like okay, yeah, that would take a lot. Now it's like fifteen. Yeah. So you can grind that out in a day or so. Yeah, I was Which, watching Node playing, and yeah, there were people running around with Vader and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they they adapted that, and the mic. My only issue is like to level up this class, which I like playing as. I have to get lucky on the RNG with the star cards. Are you on a PS4? Yeah. Is anybody else playing? Nope. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> find a game for the that first we one. All play. A lot of us did. A ton of us did. Right. But a lot of people didn't get this one, which. The first one, honestly, from what I played of the multiplayer, the first one was better. Oh, wow. And it could also be because we hadn't played Battlefront since PlayStation 2 in mm-hmm. terms of Star Wars. So we finally got like a high, you know, high res, you know, truer version to what kind of what we always wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's still fine. It's just it doesn't have that, that factor of like, holy shit, I'm flying a Millennium Falcon or like the uniqueness of how it seems it, like you die a lot. <laughs> oh, you do. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Battlefield. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're you're in a you're in a map with sixty other people, and there's going to be some sniper somewhere, somebody that's creeping behind that's going to yeah. pop you. <laughs> you know, that's just how it works. I mean, yeah. in those types of games, at least. Sure. Of course, skill does come into play, but all too often, numbers outweigh skill. Yeah. In those games, but I mean, like for the difference, I think between them is that, like, in Overwatch, oh, I really want that uh, Mercy skin for Halloween. Well. I gotta get lucky in the RNG loot box. However, that doesn't affect the gameplay. That is completely cosmetic. In Overwatch, for example, you're only unlocking cosmetic things: victory poses, catchphrases, uh, costumes, spray tags. You're not unlocking abilities that make a difference in the game. You know, which I'm fine with that. Although I think like when you have skins and stuff like that, there should be a you can either save up and unlock it this way, or you can get the chest and RNG. Yeah, which I hate RNG. I'm I'm being an old school gamer. I don't like RNG. Right. It's everywhere, all over the place. I hate it. I don't like having to deal with it. If I want to have RNG, I want it to be in D and D where I roll my hit points or stuff like that. Yeah. That's the purpose of it. Uh, but not for like stuff like that when oh that Reaper skin is so badass. Oh, I got a Junkrat skin. Yeah. I got a character I don't I play as actually I don't play as I switch that reverse it. I play as Junkrat. I'll get the Reaper skin because I don't play as Reaper because he's a little bitch. <laughs> but uh. You know, so I mean, I think a lot of what the the released version of Star Wars Battlefront Two is, I have no problems with it, except for to level up the individual classes, I have to get lucky with the RNG. Yeah. Whereas the heroes, it's not that big of a deal, and like their abilities too are in the the star cards, so I think they did rely too heavily on that. But I've seen so many other games do it these days; it's not a shock. Uh, hmm. What else? For Black Friday, I picked I rebought Final Fantasy Fifteen because I traded in. But I rebought it because it was only 30 bucks, which was the same price as the season pass. So mm. basically just bought the season pass and got the game back. Oh, yeah. But I got Is it there for... New stuff out yet? Yeah. Well, I got it. I haven't revisited since I beat it. I didn't... I enjoyed that one. The only thing I didn't... I didn't download any of the single player stuff like Prompto's story or Gladios's story. Mm. I downloaded the... I got it, the season pass for the comrades thing, the multiplayer stuff, which you basically go on hunts. Mm-hmm. You're going into a... You know, it's like, you know, you're not in like somebody's overworld. But you're in a right. big portion of the map, 
And it's like, oh, you got to either defend, kill the monster, but it's the, the combat system and you're playing with your teammates are all human. Or if only two people are playing, you have AI. Okay. So, and there is like a story to it because you're, it takes place, spoiler for Final Fantasy 15, when, uh, what's the, Noctis and everybody go to the princess with the whole Leviathan thing. Right. When the you other, leave there at that point, island, that's yeah. where it takes, that's where, so it is canon and you're just like, you're a, uh, a glaive protecting outpost while the main story is still happening. Okay. Uh, and the character creation is awesome in it. However, you have to unlock like personalization stuff. You just start off in a t-shirt and you look stupid and generic, which is disappointing. Because you can make lightning. You can That's make until they make you want it. Exactly, which is why I kept playing. Like, oh, I know they have these cool this cool armor that I'm gonna get because I see other people like some dude appears in a Moogle suit, level 37. I'm like, shit, bro. But it is fun. Like, it's I, it should have been in the main game to begin with. Yeah. Because it's so simple. But it is fun and it was worth it. And eventually, I'll go to the other story content. But I also got the big one. The new Wolfenstein was on sale for thirty bucks. Mm. Uh, that's I just finished Star Wars yesterday, so the story mode. So the next time I sit down to play a video game, it's going to be starting Wolfenstein. Nice. So I'm really looking forward to that because I've heard nothing but good and amazing things about that game. And uh, game wise, I believe that's it. Still, sorry, Jesse, I still haven't touched fractured butthole because of Black Friday. So I blame Black <laughs> Friday for that. Uh, uh, that's your loss, man. I, I'm get, uh, it, it will happen. I keep my promises. It just might be a year or two down. Yeah, <laughs> it I might be a while. Say, I'm still but, going through the first Mordor game. Yeah, so you know, you know how it goes. But uh, anyway, we did get an email. Where did I put it? From uh, our friend Sean Aver. He says, "Good morning, fellas. I nearly shat myself the other night as I was working in my shop. I had my headphones in to down to drown out the noise of the grinder I was using." And to my surprise, you guys read my email on the podcast, which I really appreciated. You're welcome. It's the least we could do for someone who took the time to write in. We appreciate that. Don't shit yourself Uh, now. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I wonder if anybody ever reads those things. We do, at least here at A's Revisited. Uh, When I told you my girlfriend, now ex-girlfriend at your recommendation, he said in parentheses, uh, the first thing she asked me was, did you win two tickets? Clearly she's confused. (laughs) I am caught up on the podcast. I listen to the new ones as they come out, but I did jump around a lot to catch up on the others. There's probably about 20 I haven't gotten to yet. If there's any chronological order, like Back to the Future one, I listen to those, or Back to the Future, excuse me, I listen to those in order. Anyway, appreciate the shout out. The show means a lot to me. Whenever I listen to you guys, it feels like I'm just hanging out with old friends, talking about the good old days when movie rental late fees were the biggest elements of stress in our daily lives. You are damn right, sir. Yeah, this episode definitely feels like that because, you know, I forgot Mike's were in front of us for a little while. That's a good thing. And that's, and that's I, I think that's that's all I ask for. I mean, that's all I tr- we try to do, especially now we sure. don't have Daniel here. Because, I mean, originally the gimmick, so to speak, of the podcast was Daniel's never seen these movies. Yep. I would, these are movies I would defend to the, my dying breath about how great they are. And then we'd hear him say, eh, it was all right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like six out of ten, like every other movie. And all I do is just make sure this thing get on, gets online. <laughs> And then, you know, hey, hey we, the soundboard. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. What? No. Hope you like crap. Yeah. <laughs> Blast of the past of episodes of 80s Revisited. Oh, my gosh. But, Do I uh, still have that app? I don't even know. <laughs> I think you played something from the other, like, I say the like other day. Like on my old phone, I ago. do. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Uh, but he says, uh, goes on to, he finishes up, I'm in Baton Rouge a lot on the weekends where I sell at art markets and such. Uh, I don't think he mentioned this on your first email, Sean, but if you actually do art yourself, uh, hit me up with another email and just, I mean, is it, is it, you know, what kind of medium is it? 
because for our baby's room, we're looking at getting some local artists to do some paintings. Yeah, for we decoration. know some art local artists as well. Uh, so maybe I'll run into you guys one day. We'll, uh, we'll stay in touch. We'll stay in touch throughout the show. Uh, cheers and thanks again. I now have street cred with my mom since she assumed your podcast is syndicated on TV, Sean. Well, never say never, Sean. <laughs> we are on YouTube, which is can be played on your television. Yeah. So technically, we are sometimes on TV. we're on YouTube. We're, we'll be on more on YouTube more later. Yeah, there are some old ones on there, even some ones with Daniel too. So yeah, because uh, we were looking at it like a while back, I was like, God, I, couldn't, I didn't even seem like it was. That still seems like yesterday almost, because I have no concept of time. Did you it. see the uh, the one we did recently? Like with the two of us on the screen? Well, you did like the half? Yeah. Yeah. That looked good. I thought so. Yeah. Like I didn't even have to make a thumbnail for it. It just took a piece of it and yeah. looked like one of those fake thumbnails. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so uh, I was like, wow, we could just start doing that again. Do you have a, do a regular shout outs. I have a special shout out this week for our friend, I mentioned already, Joshua Carr, his dad. His dad actually uh, did some extra or some acting work locally. Uh, he sent me a picture on Facebook with his dad, with none other than Patrick Swayze for North and South, nice. which I had an instant jealousy boner from. <laughs> uh, he also he mentioned that he was also in the toy with Richard Pryor. Yeah, and also uh, what was his some, name? Uh, his was well, I have to look on my Facebook to get his dad's name. Uh, but anyway, as I'm looking that up and talking at the same time, trying oh, no, to. That's okay. I'll just look at the toy and look for a car. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, he was also in, so he was also in uh, Miller's Crossing, the Coen Brothers film with Gabriel Byrne. He was in that, so it's supposed to shout out to him. Oh, here we go. Uh, didn't say his dad's name. But here's the picture. Wow, so he you doesn't can see like it. his dad. But yeah, that, that is awesome. Uh, the only celebrity I've <laughs> met aside from Comic-Con, like in the wild, was, uh, I think I told the story where I urinated a urinal one urinal down from Brendan Fraser when I was an extra <laughs> saw Michael Keaton made eye contact with Batman that was roughly about it uh, but my, pa- my parents and my brother you mean like, the vulture? yeah Birdman a vulture Birdman? Batman <laughs> yeah, all these winged creatures like my brother my mother, my family in LA have like yeah they, you know, we, I saw well I talked to Gary Busey on the phone actually I guess that's my biggest claim to fame outside of Comic Con right, right where he told me to fly like an eagle over your troubles like they're mountains cause you have to. Uh, thankfully, I had a person there to witness it, so I do have a witness. I don't have many celebrity stories like well, we're in also film. in Baton Rouge. Aside from extra, well, yeah, work, I, mean, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Or when like, you were on set, not necessarily extra stuff. Just those few moments I've already mentioned, though. The, yeah. the, like outside of that, nothing. Not much I can think of, really. Actually, I take it back. I did. I, I know didn't a lot talk of to her, people. but I saw Ellie Mae Clampett before she passed away in the Baton Rouge airport when I was very little. Just before she passed away. My parents, ah! my parents were like, that's Ellie Mae Clampett. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't watch the Beverly Hillbillies. That was before the yeah. uh, Jim Varney remake, the movie. So I shook John Stamos's hand. Women in the 90s would want to that's lick it, your hand. That's when it was, and it was, he was very lotiony. <laughs> so soft. It was still the softest skin I'd ever touched. Yeah, he, he was like it was. It was a Mardi Gras. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Person. I mean, I forget about like just seeing a celebrity. Like, yeah, you know, I, I was there when Frodo was, you know, king of Mardi Gras that year too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, but you know, you know, I don't even count that because I just saw him on a float. Yeah, big deal. That's what I'm, I mean. I'm talking about like actual like interact an interaction. Correct. Yeah, I want to have a conversation. Like uh, after the U two concert in New Orleans, like because they canceled their show in I think I might have mentioned on the podcast they had their next show was in St Louis but they had the riots or whatever mm-hmm. so they canceled that show because they didn't want to, to pull police away from sure that stuff. 
which obviously I'll be pissed off as a ticket holder, but if you look at a big picture, that's yeah. understandable. But then like some, I saw some New Orleans, like I'd follow like a New Orleans newspaper on Facebook, like, and they shared like a local was just taking pictures in the French Quarter, quarter and saw Bono sitting by himself at a cafe and just ended up talking to him for like 10 minutes. I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> Why can't I have my one moment place. with a celebrity, you know? Yeah. Just that one, like, I just want that one moment. Not at Comic-Con where like, here, here's your money. Be nice to me. Well, here's the easy way to do it. Do something awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, just the other day, some lady in LA gets in a car wreck and who pulls her out of it? Harrison Ford. Right. Well, that that's oh, that's airbag deploys. Oh. That's the RNG of life. <laughs> yeah, but which if, I hate because <laughs> I never win. But if you want to make it more your favorite, make movies, do great things, do a podcast for two hundred episodes, yeah. and then make some phone calls. I like to think that would do something. Honestly, maybe we could try a little harder. <laughs> that is that is very true. But you know, on the flip side of that, you know. Ha- haven't met no, no Corey Feldman ever returns our, any of our shout outs like hey. I, t- I told you why that didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> love your podcast because I was going to reach out to him but yeah. then I was like oh wait oh wait that was already. three weeks ago <laughs> and he got, got busted leaving that show too so well still it's funny but, yeah but yeah if we did Gary back like, hey it was that podcast guys <laughs> yeah cool man <laughs> like, appreciate that you want to do some crack <laughs> Get away, Trey. You don't want to take this stuff. It'll make you feel like you're flying and amazing. <laughs> Actually, I kind of want it. Uh, Dewey Cox reference. Tim Meadows is another actor. Like He couldn't carry his own movie with the ladies, man. Yeah. But as a supporting actor, great guy. But anyway, yeah. uh, that was the email for this week. I do have another one, which I have, but we're going to save it for next week. So uh, our friend in the UK, you know who you are. We're going to read that next week. And I got some good news for you. I have that stinger for you to tune in next week. But as usual, let us know. Comments, complaints, death threats, 80srevisited at gmail.com or at 80srevisited on Twitter. Inspire me to be on Twitter. I need your help to do that. But our local shout-outs, of course, now versus Nostalgia, John and James. And across the world, already in tomorrow in the future, Ben, the Tasmanian Devil Wyatt with the Asia Mania podcast. As always, uh, he's uh, putting out new episodes all the time and always great to listen to and see what he's up to as well. Next week, the infection continues as we're going to talk about The Karate Kid Part 2. Is it a worthy sequel? Is it better than the first, in our opinion? Well, you'll have to tune in next week to find out, because Trey do karate. <laughs> but until then, I remain... I think I'm making sure I'm not forgetting anything, because it's been a while. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah. Until next week, <laughs> I remain Trey Harris. Jesse Sedgley. Cowabunga! Cowabunga!